When big changes happen in our lives, there are countless ways in which we can deal with those. Some, big and small, we get to choose. Like, where do we go to school? What is our career path? Who we get to marry? Stuff like that. Some things just happen to us, and we have no choice but to adjust. One thing I can promise you, though, is that you are not the only person going through this challenge or this hardship, this metaphorical fork in the road. Whatever it is that has you feeling not quite like yourself, you're not all alone. My goal is to make sure that no one listening has to experience that feeling of isolation that can sometimes come with those big or even little life events. No one should have to deal with this life thing feeling alone. I'm not a therapist or a doctor. I'm just simply a person providing an outlet for some amazingly unique people that have a story to share. My name is Aaron Deal. Thank you so much for listening to Dealing With. Hello, Dealing With podcast listeners. Welcome to season two of the podcast. I cannot believe that it has been a little over a year that I have been working on this and making this a fun hobby that I've done on and off for the last year. I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who's listened, asked questions, shared my content. It's It was a lot more work than I thought it was going to be at the beginning, you know, as you As those of you who listen can attest, I haven't consistently been able to put out episodes as much as I would like because life, you know, and this isn't my job, obviously. And so to be able to do this as a hobby and consistently do it, I think is something that I continue to look forward to whenever that day may come. So um, just thank you so much, everyone, for continuing to listen and just be a part of this. Um, I do have some really special content coming up this year. And I'm so excited to share some of those incredible stories with you and have the people whose stories those are um, share it with their voice. So um, continue to listen and share. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And always give feedback. I want to know what you want to hear. So just let me know if there's anything that you think would be really interesting that I haven't covered yet or that you would, if you would like to be on the show, just shoot me an email or slide into my dms and just let me know if there's anything that um you would like to share with the world and i'm happy to give you a voice so as excited as i am about what has already come and what is to come um, i do have a really unfortunate update this episode is going to be dedicated to one of my very dear friends who was on last year Kim Rudness was on last year, and many, many of you have asked throughout this last year about updates um, of Grayson, Grayson Rudness. Um, His mom, Kim, was on the show last November and talked about his diagnosis of Tay-Sachs 
and how their family was kind of navigating that. It is with the absolute utmost respect and sadness that I have to inform you all of Grayson's passing. He passed away on September 6th, two months shy of his third birthday. Kim and Adam have been really open about it on their social media and have been really grateful for all the support they've been receiving. Kim has continued to update her blog, which I'll post a link um, into the show notes. But as a tribute to Grayson and his family, in this episode, I'm just going to read Kim's blog post that she wrote shortly after his passing. She references some photos in there that I will post in the blog as well, but um, I just wanted to give this tribute to Grayson and to his family. This story is not over by Kim Rudness. This is the blog I never, ever wanted to write. I knew it would come eventually, but I never thought it would be this soon. We lost our sweet Grayson Tuesday morning at 2.43 a.m. in our arms, surrounded by our family. Adam and I are heartbroken and not sure how we will ever be okay again, but we are trying to find comfort that our boy is no longer suffering and is at peace. I don't like the wording of he lost his battle because you can't lose a fight that is unwinnable. It sounds like he failed. He did not fail. His body failed him. He did not lose the battle at all. He was so strong and so brave. He fought and he won. He left on his terms when he was ready. We're so blessed to be his mama and dada. We love you so incredibly much, Grayson Kent. I kept telling him on Monday how lucky I am to be his mama. Not how lucky I was, because I will always be his mama. Always. A part of us died with Grayson, and it feels like I have a hole in my chest. Simple things trigger the tears. Seeing his equipment sitting tucked together, his peapod empty, his empty room, his unused Hulk diapers, everything. Everything triggers the tears. Our daily routine has been completely uprooted. We have had so much focus on Gray and his needs. We had meds and breakfast at eight, then his shake vest, nebulizer, and cough assist, and then he'd nap. Then some days we would do a bath after. We would snuggle, do his stretches, read his books, or sign songs, change a diaper, then get ready for lunch, meds, and respiratory treatments again. Then repeat. More meds at eight, more meds at noon. Our day was filled with gray. His care, loving him, and snuggles. We had his hospice nurse's weekly appointments, which we would call his dates. His LPM would come twice a week for his massage, and his RN and social worker once a week to do his checkups. We would get him ready for bed, and most nights, I would take Grayson. I would sit in the recliner 
and listened to his sweet noises as he fell asleep while his lights danced on the ceiling. I would drift off to sleep in his room, snuggling with his dino blanket. He needed us a lot more the last few months, helping him suction. He slept on our chest a lot the last few weeks. He was really struggling with his secretions. After Denver, he was hospitalized with pneumonia for six days. That was back in July. And we are pretty positive he had a second round or the first round never fully healed. Then Monday, he woke up with super thick secretions again. We thought maybe round three or again, just never fully healed. Adam and I both woke up and said the day felt different. Something was just different. It was Labor Day, so we figured his hospice nurses would be off. So we held off on calling the office. I don't want to go into details, but Grayson passed away and Adam in my arms at home at 2.43 a.m. It was a very long day before that. Our family was over and was there to support us. We had a different hospice nurse with us and she was wonderful. She was so kind and caring. Before Gray left us, I was able to read him his favorite books and sang our songs. We let Gray know it was okay to let go. He fought long enough and now it's our turn to carry the fight for him. These photos are from our last day together. He is absolutely perfect. We are meh, doing okay. Struggling, sad, angry, and exhausted. Adam and I are both not feeling well. I'm assuming from lack of sleep and high stress. It's hard to sleep, but we know we need it. Everything is hard. We don't know what to do with ourselves. The house is so quiet without his equipment, without his noises. It's deafening. It's paralyzing. We keep looking for him and waiting for our alarms to go off to remind him to give him his meds. We're trying to navigate this new normal. Another new normal. I hate it. I love that he's at peace. His body is free. But selfishly, I want him with me where I know he's safe and warm. I have a feeling he's up there with his grandma Lori, Atticus, Finnegan, and the other Tay-Sachs kids that have gone before him. He's finally taking his first steps, running, playing, getting dirty, being a kid. But it still hurts like hell. One of the other moms shared with me that grief exists because love exists. And we love our children so deeply. So the grief feel is just as deep. I honestly haven't felt this amount of grief ever. We've been grieving for 533 days. The day we received our diagnosis is when we began grieving. We began the process of trying to figure out our son's diagnosis what equipment we would need, what medical specialties we would need on board. It was overwhelming and absolutely terrifying. 
Now it's all of that, but without our sweet boy in our arms. This journey has been so staggering. It's been lonely, even with all the support. It's been heartbreaking. It's been cataclysmic. Never in our wildest dreams did we think that this would be our life. If Gray had been healthy, I would have wanted a second baby by now, and our family would be complete, maybe adding a dog to the mix. But instead, I'm planning a funeral for my baby boy. Well, strike that. I'm planning a celebration of life, not a typical funeral. He deserves something fun and happy. We plan on having a party for our boy. We want balloons, dinos, lights, music, cuddly blankets, just everything that made him happy. Last week, the electrician and the concrete team were scheduled to come to work on Grayson's hot tub from Make-A-Wish Tuesday mornings. Gray passed Tuesday morning, and I got maybe an hour of sleep. If I'm being generous, it was probably not an hour. My father-in-law met the workers outside that morning to let them know Gray passed to make sure how they wanted to proceed. They called Make-A-Wish, and the director said to proceed as normal. They poured the concrete today, so we had to go and add some of our boy today. I honestly don't know how to function. I don't have energy. I don't have any motivation to get anything done. My mom did our laundry for us on Monday and everything is still in baskets, except for Grayson's things. I put all of his things away. It's oddly comforting to be in his room, to be surrounded by his things, his smells, his space. I keep looking for signs of him. We have had these birds in the tree right outside our bedroom. They woke me up this morning and it's oddly comforting thinking that it's him out there letting me know he's okay. There has been three birds playing all day and I have a feeling it's Atticus, Finnegan, and Gray. Atticus and Finnegan are two other Tay-Sachs boys who passed away and their parents have been so kind to us in this entire journey. They are showing grace in the ropes and causing a ruckus. Julia, Finnegan's mama, sent me this. She lit a candle for Gray, surrounded by Finnegan's things. Right now, we are just taking time to be with family and friends, to give ourselves some time, to be kind with ourselves. We have been doing one task a day, and more if we feel okay to do it. We've been watching videos of Gray and looking at photos, running errands. And yesterday, Adam and I went on a date together for the first time since 2020. We haven't been out because of COVID, not just Gray. It was bizarre. Our house is so quiet. I miss his little noises. His equipment is off. It's just empty. We went from having all of our focus on Gray and his care, and now we have all this unwanted freedom. We don't have to focus like we did, and that's so hard. Our day was so structured with meds, feeds, respiratory treatments, stretches, and snuggles. We had appointments, nurse visits, and things to clean for the next round of everything. 
Adam's uncle sent us this crystal of gray. Julia made this felt stegosaurus. And then one of the birds who kept hanging out at our house. And these are two of the three birds in our tree outside our bedroom. The third one is hidden by the base of the heart. I truly think it's the boys letting me know that they're okay. It's comforting. They have been in this tree since Tuesday, coming and going, but spending a lot of time there. We have been woken up by their songs the past few days, and I feel like it's Grayson telling me that he's okay. The blog is going to change and shift now, just like our lives. But I plan on continuing the blog. Adam and I are still navigating this life, and we still have more to share. I have so many videos and photos of our handsome boy. I will continue to post about Gray, Adam, myself, our family, and continue to fight for change. The world for our boy. I am taking some time off to grieve, to heal, to research ways to change the world and just let my mental health recover. I'm looking into foundations, nonprofits, or something. I'm also planning on doing a fundraiser for our family with shirts and other swag. I'll post more about that when I can. I always want to get back into crafting and looking to do a craft show for the holidays. We aren't done with Grayson's story. Grayson's story is anything but done. People keep asking what we need or how to help. Right now, we need help sharing Grayson's story. Please share. Please help talk about expanded genetic testing, screening before families start. We still have our GoFundMe if you'd like to help us out. We also have Venmo or Cash App, all of which will go to helping Adam and I stay afloat and pay for Grayson's celebration of life and funeral services. We also have a meal train set up, which is on our Facebook page. If you'd like the link to that, please feel free to contact me directly. A few have reached out for our address, and if you would like that too, please contact me. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for loving our son and for reading and sharing and helping us through this. I promise Grayson's story will continue. XOXO. I love how she talks about Grayson's fight not being over. She and I have been texting a little bit back and forth and talking about her starting a foundation or something of that nature to honor him and raise awareness for parents getting that genetic testing done before they start a family. I'll post a link to all of those resources in the show notes and on my social media. If you would like to show support to the Rudness family, like she mentioned in her blog post, there is a GoFundMe page that I am going to also post a link to, to their meal train and all of their Cash App Venmo information. Any help that you guys can give would be greatly appreciated by them. I know that. Kim, Adam, Grayson, and family, I am sending you so much love and so much healing, so much prayers, good vibes, whatever it is that's out there, I'm sending it your way. 
And listeners, if you could do the same, keep this family in your thoughts and your prayers. Send those healing vibes. Whatever you send out into the universe, please send it to this family. They deserve it. We love you. I thank you so much for listening. Until next time, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dealing With. The music in this episode was provided by Benji Jackson. Resources and links related to this episode can be found in the episode notes. If you like what you hear, please head to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review and share it with your friends. You can find all of the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Or you can head to dealingwithpod.buzzsprout.com. For the most current updates on the podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Dealing With Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the show or you have a really cool idea for an episode, feel free to send me a direct message or you can email me at dealingwithpod at gmail.com. Until next time, my friends. Thanks.